You're listening to Guitars and Granola Bars, episode 63. Thank you so much for joining me here on Guitars and Granola Bars. I'm your host, Rachel Rambach, and this podcast is for women like me who are balancing a career they love with being a mom. Hopefully by now you've had a chance to listen to the previous episode, episode 62, in which I announced the relaunch of the podcast and make a really exciting announcement. So just in case you haven't listened yet, that announcement is I have a brand new co-host. Ah! I am so happy to introduce you to my new co-host. Her name is Jamie Lawrence, and she is a music therapist and a mom and a business owner who lives in Michigan. Jamie is funny and witty and down to earth, and I know you're going to love her. This episode is a chance for you all to get to know her a little bit and get just a taste of what's to come this season. So without further ado, let's roll it. All right, Jamie. So this is your first episode of the Guitars and Granola Bars podcast. How are you feeling right now? I am super excited. (laughs) I really, really am. I think this will be really fun and um, something I've been professionally looking forward to doing more stuff with you. So here we are. (laughs) Here we are. And this actually is in our first podcast recording together because you were on my Creative Business Breakdown podcast last year, last December, I think. So we've kind of chatted in this capacity before. And I remember talking afterwards and saying, oh, that was so fun. We should do that again sometime or like come up with another way to be able to do this kind of thing together. And that just kind of got the wheels turning for me. And now here we are. I know. I was so excited when you asked me and it was so um, not planned. I kind of didn't even know what to say, (laughs) but I was like, yeah, of course. Why would I say no to that? (laughs) Yeah. I kind of had a feeling that I was going to catch you off guard with that. And I kind of felt like I was almost proposing to you in a way because, (laughs) you know, it's, it's, it's a big deal to be in a podcast with somebody and have these conversations and um, open up a little bit. So, but I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be really interesting for the listeners to hear our conversations because we have all of these experiences in motherhood, obviously, and in music therapy and the music business in general. So I'm excited to dive into all these topics with you. Me too. And I think that we've had a lot of parallels um, along the way, and we've been doing the things about the same time, and our kids are close in age. So I think there's so many things in common that we're meant to talk about it all. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, I figured that this episode would be a good chance for everybody to kind of get to know you a little bit. Throughout the last 60 or so episodes, they've gotten a a pretty good introduction to me. So you don't need to spend a whole lot of time on me for right now, at least. So let's kind of get into your story, what you do, what you're all about, and we'll kind of treat this as a little interview with Jamie. Sounds good. All right. So tell us about your career path and sort of how you got to where you are and what your work life looks like now. Okay, so I was at Michigan State University doing my undergrad there um, in 
uh, no preference. I had no degree choice that I had made. I was taking some chemistry classes and taking some music classes and then decided I would audition for the school of music and do music education. So I, um, I did all the work you had to apply, got in. Um, and then about a year in of music education, I was breaking out in hives in my conducting classes and thought, this is horrible. I am not going to be a good music educator. I'm not comfortable with this. Um, so I told my parents I was going to drop out of MSU and go to scuba diving college uh, in Florida to become an instructor and potentially be like a dive master in the Caribbean. <laughs> Had you and scuba dived before? Yes. Yes. Okay. I, my whole family. And yeah, I have a long history of that. Okay. So it wasn't completely out of the blue. Gotcha. It was one of my other passions. Um, but my mom and dad were like, well, why don't you give MSU one more year? Uh, and I, so I looked around. I was like, well, they have this music therapy degree program. I'll check it out. And so I went and I met with the um, advisor and switched majors on a whim to music therapy um, because it did seem like something that, that I would be um, good at, uh, the people part of it. Um, so I uh, started majoring in music therapy my third year at MSU. And I met Cindy Edgerton. She's a music therapist who works for Michigan State's Community Music School. And um, then I met my first music therapy client. His name was Eric Winter. And I am able to say that um, because he uh, he ended up passing away within about six months of me starting music therapy with him. And his family started a music therapy camp in his memory uh, through Michigan State, which if it weren't for that family and for Eric, again, I don't think I would be a music therapist. So they were kind of the start of my, um, I didn't know anything about music therapy and I learned about it through this this little, uh, he wasn't little, he was 12. So, um, but through this individual and through this family and through all of that, I, we just kept moving forward. We did the camp. I did my degree, um, and just kept pushing into the career, um, very passionately from there. So after, um, getting my degree from Michigan state, I went on, did my internship, um, and then decided to go back home, um, which is, here in Jackson, Michigan. And um, I didn't really know what I was going to do, but I decided to try to open a private practice. So that's where Harmony Garden um, came from, was I opened a private practice in June 2006. And um, it was one contract that was four hours a week um, that maybe one would show up to, maybe four, but most of the time it was like one to two hours a week that I would get paid for. Um, and I was fortunate enough that that company gave me a little stipend for rent. So I actually opened a facility space. So I rented um, from a speech therapist in the area. I rented one little room to use. So I had like a, a clinic space from the very first session I ever did um, as a private practice. And I applied for some full-time jobs and didn't get them and, you know, just kind of piecemealing things here and there. Um, but then through that, so I opened Harmony Garden in 2006 in about, what was it, 2000, oh man, I can't even remember, 
12, I think, 13, I um, completely was um, self-employed through Harmony Garden. So I took a while to do that. I worked for um, the Michigan State Community Music School for eight years before um, kind of supplementing. But it was all different contract work. Um, you know, so I was kind of all over the place. I would travel anywhere within 45 minutes of Jackson, sometimes an hour and a half. There was one year where I drove an hour and a half um, for a contract. Um, and just, you know, I put in my years of driving, driving, driving all over the place. Um, and then finally was able to just be here. So, um, since I think it was like, yeah, 2012, since about then, um, Harmony Garden has gone from being just me to, I now have another full-time, um, music therapist and um, looking for a part-time music therapist. And then I have uh, two other contractors that do some work here too. So very much um, once I put the, the pieces all here, I just was like, it's, well, it's go time now. Let's just do it. And so Harmony Garden, I feel like has really grown and blossomed and, and gotten to what I think is really pretty large for uh, my hometown. And um, I'm feeling really good about, you know, where we are now. And I, I love the the private practice piece of it and the owning my business. Yeah, well, you should feel really good because it's amazing the things that you're doing and the way that you've grown. I love hearing your story. This is the second time I've heard it because you told it in great detail on the first podcast that we recorded together. And I'll include a link to that in the show notes because you do go into detail about how everything unfolded a little bit more. And um, it was just so interesting to hear. And that similarity really strikes me. Springfield is my hometown. And I was really passionate about planting the seed of music therapy here. And that was what prompted me to start Music Therapy Connections. And that was right after you started Harmony Gardens, just a few months later. So the similarities in our businesses and how they've evolved, I think is so cool and so fun. Um, but, you know, before knowing all of that about you, I would see your your posts on social media. I would see your Instagram pictures and I would think, wow, she is doing some really good things there. And I just love her approach to how she runs her business. And I bet she's just this cool person. And you know, I didn't know you at that point, but then you introduced yourself to me at, what was it? AMTA 2016? Two, yeah. Two years ago. Two years ago. Yeah. You came up to me. I think it was after the music therapy business owners meeting and mm -hmm. we kind of chatted a little bit and connected really well there. And from there, I feel like we just kind of had that instant bond and a lot to talk about. So that's, yeah. that's really, really neat to to be able to hear your story again and to be able to share it with everyone that's listening. All right. So we've kind of talked about the, the work side of things. Let's talk a little bit about your family and what mom life looks for you right now. Oh, yeah. So I am the mom of three kiddos. So I have Aiden, who just turned seven. And actually, today is his last day of first grade. So actually, a couple hours ago. So now I have a second grader. Oh, my goodness. Kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, yep. He just turned seven. Um, 
And then I have my, my middle daughter, that's Madeline. She's two and a half, um, super spunky, everything that a middle child should be. <laughs> she definitely is. Um, and then I have Riley and Riley is our youngest daughter. And she, um, she turned one in April. So she's 13 months ish now. Um, and she is Again, like everything your third child should be. She is your smiley, happy, easygoing, um, just loving life little little um, bundles. So <laughs> we have all three of those kiddos. Um, and then my wonderful husband, Dave, um, he and I just celebrated our third anniversary um, at the end of May. So we are busy um, and just have a definitely a, a full life of kids at home. I would say so. Well, I think it's fun that your son is a little bit older than mine. He's a couple years ahead of him. So we were kind of laughing about the fact that you're kind of like the mom guinea pig for me that I can then <laughs> see, okay, what works? What doesn't work? Do you have any tips for me? Parker will be in kindergarten this fall. So so I'm yes. sure you'll have some wisdom to pass down to me. And then our daughters are almost the same age, our Madeline and, and my daughter, Miabel. So that's really fun. And then I don't have a third child, don't plan on having a third child. But <laughs> that is something that I would love to talk about on the podcast because um, I get asked that question all the time. People say, okay, when's your next baby? And I was just talking to a mom at the pool the other day and she said, oh, it's time for you to have another baby. And I was like, nope, sure isn't. <laughs> I feel very settled on that matter, but I know that that's kind of a hard decision to make. And that's something that people yeah. kind of go back and forth with, especially when you have a girl and a boy, like we both yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. So we, I think and when we, um, found out we were pregnant with Riley. Uh, it was one of those, my husband always wanted to be surprised. Um, when, you know, but with, Madeline, our middle, I was like, no, 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 I need to know. So we have Aiden, Aiden's the boy, you know, now I need to know, like, am I going to use all the boy clothes again? Cause I still have them. Like, what are we doing? So we did, um, find out that Madeline was a girl and I was wrong. I was always convinced that I was going to have, um, after Aiden, that I was going to have another boy. I was wrong. I also, was I thought that Aiden. too. <laughs> oh, and I thought Aiden was going to be a girl and I was wrong. Um, and then, so with Riley, our last one, I said, okay, we can do the surprise thing. So we went through that whole pregnancy because it was the third and I, I felt like I didn't need as much control, I guess. Right. Um, plus, like I, like you said, we all already had the boy and the girl. Mm -hmm. So I had all the boy clothes. I had all the girl clothes because I never got rid of anything. Um, and so the surprise was, was okay for me and it was actually really exciting. Um, but I still like right, right after I had Riley, the doctor's like, last chance, what do you think, boy or girl? And I yelled, boy, and he was like, girls. Oh, <laughs> that's never, so fun. I was never right. <laughs> How funny. Yeah, I if I were to go for a third, I would definitely have it be a surprise because I did find out with both the first two. But now I feel like, well, it doesn't really matter either way. I'd be prepared either way. But yeah, I think that'd be a fun topic to add to our list. Yes. No, I agree. Yeah. Okay. So you're super busy. You have three kids. You have a husband. You have this booming business. So what is your take on work-life balance? And do you believe that that's actually a thing? Because 
most people don't. Yeah, I don't know. I think that that's fairly, it's like a unicorn. I don't know if you're actually ever going to have this perfect balance that you can, that you can say that you have. But, um, you know, I feel like with my job, yes, I work, um, away from home always Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Um, Ever since Aiden was born, I have not worked on Fridays. So I was able to do like art classes with him when he was like two and three um, before preschool. And I'm doing the same thing with Madeline right now. We just wrapped up our first year of art classes and that's on Fridays. And so it's always kind of this fun thing. We go out to lunch with my mom um, and stepdad and it's just our day. So I try to always have have that. Now work always does kind of encroach, especially when you own a business and it, it's getting larger and uh, needs more things. You know, I sometimes find that I can't get it all done on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, especially because on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'm very service-based still. So I am providing the music therapy. So I, you know, Wednesdays might be my office day, but I need a little bit more. So it does kind of encroach. Um, but I didn't, when I went back to work after having Madeline, um, I decided to really just try to focus on three. So sometimes I still have to work on a Monday, but most of the time I try to work from home on Mondays so that I can, um, be there. I mean, my girls now, um, are good nappers. So I feel like I can get a good solid amount of stuff done in the afternoons while they're napping. Um, you know, it might not be perfect to do work while they're running around, but you know, we can, we can make it happen. Um, and then, uh, I, we always try to keep our weekends fairly, um, low key, I guess. My husband and I are not like, we don't try to jam pack our, our schedules. And I honestly have a hard time with, um, extracurriculars for my own kids, you know, Aiden's getting to that age where like he could do all of the things, but that balance I feel like is going to take a strife on me more than the work and the life. So trying to, or like my, my family focus, I should say, because I feel like some of those extracurriculars take away from the family. And so I'm not, I'm not completely convinced to do them yet, but I figure they're little, so we don't, we don't have to do them quite at this moment. Um, yes. But I, I feel like, you know, I definitely work from home. I sometimes, I tell my coworker all the time, I think I get more work done between 7.30 and 11.30 at night than, than like any other time because the kids are in bed and I just, I, I can sit and I can do the thing and I feel really productive. Um, I am not a morning person. So mornings, it takes me a little bit to get going. Um, but my kids are morning people. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, as they tend to be. Yeah, especially Riley. She's like this 545 alarm clock. And I just, you know, it's a little early for me, but, you know, we, we make it, we make it work. Um, but again, I don't know, work-life balance. It's just, I feel like it just is a life and I'm balancing it. <laughs> yes. And you figure out what works and mm -hmm. what doesn't in your life. And That's... change it every other week. Oh, Yeah. Because right when in, when something starts to work, there will be some other hiccup or bump in the road, and then you have to reassess everything. 
Yes. Well, and I think I told you, Rachel, that I um, have been lucky enough to have um, like family watching my kids. So there are three of them. Um, And so on one day a week, it's my mom and my stepdad. On another day a week, it's my dad and my stepmom. On another day a week, it used to be my grandmother um, and my grandfather. So that's my children's great grandma and grandpa. Um, Which my grandpa's 90, he'll be 93. um, Wow in September and my grandma's 87. Um, and they still like, they have Aiden right now. They picked him up from school and they were taking him out to lunch and doing all these fun things to celebrate his last day of school. Um, but they have a harder time watching three. Oh, (laughs) sure. Oh my goodness. Yes. (laughs) But I mean, I I'm super lucky that my family has been there. And then I have a babysitter who, um, I went to high school with and she's wonderful. And so she kind of fills in and, um, we make that work, but that is an extra thing to juggle. I think because, you know, it's who's on vacation, what weeks this summer and how are we going to make that work? And, you know, if one of my babysitter's kids are sick, well, then I can't send my kids over there. Or what if my mom's sick? Or what if my kids are sick? So, I mean, those kind of balancing things get a little bit hard, but we can work it from home. So I think, again, it's a little bit, it's nice, flexi- nice flexibility to have. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's amazing to have those people in your life. And I feel like whether it's family, whether it's good, trusted friends that that do help out with your kids and with things like that. And having those people is what makes it work. And I know for me, like I'm very lucky like you to have family here. And I've said it on this podcast time and time again, but they make this work because my husband and I both own our own businesses. And so our hours are kind of crazy, not as much anymore now that I've pulled back on the amount of direct service that I do. So I'm able to work from home a lot. And are much more flexible with picking up kids and being here when I need to. But it's hard and it's a juggle every day. And, you know, something that I've found to make it more manageable is just viewing it as more of a fun game than anything else because (laughs) it does sort of feel like you're kind of playing Tetris sometimes where you're just trying to like spin the pieces and make them work and make everything fit together so that everybody's covered, everybody's happy, everybody feels good about life. Not yes. easy, but if no, you, no. If you kind of go from it from that from that approach, I feel like it's more manageable. Yes, and I also um, can't always look too far into the distance. You know, I like it'd be nice to say that I have the summer all set with sitters and weeks that people are on vacation and when I'm on vacation. And but you know, I I sit down and I'm like, oh, I I have to look at tomorrow. What's tomorrow? <laughs> you know, and where am I going today? Like, let's focus on this first, and then I'll look at next week. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh gosh. Yes. Yeah. Zach and I are going on a vacation in a couple of weeks, just the two of us, and. We were fortunate enough to go on one of those uh, back in April, and so knowing how stressful it was to get all the pieces lined up with that, not to mention all the packing that we had to do for them to be with grandparents, I can't even think about that right now. So I'll plan that like three days before we leave. (laughs) Right. And you'll be packing late at night. Oh, yes. Yeah. (laughs) Always. Always. Yeah. That's the way it goes. Yeah, so we've talked kind of about um, some of the challenges of being a working mom. Are there any other challenges that come up on a regular basis for you? Well, you know, 
Um, the one thing that I think about with the kind of, again, it's also with the balance, but um, might be kind of obvious, but Harmony Garden uh, is also Jamie. <laughs> like, so, <laughs> so Harmony Garden wouldn't be here if I weren't here. And so um, I feel like I, I've had to be a working mom because I can't imagine my life being anything else. You know, if I if I chose a different career path and didn't open Harmony Garden, maybe it would have been different for me to um, to stay home or to make that choice. But I don't even feel like not that it, it's not a choice for me to have ever stayed home with my kids. Um, but it's just it's just who I am. I am this person who has to find the balance between working and and my family life. And, you know, I kind of joked um, every time I took a maternity leave that, um, I had also my firstborn, which was a business. <laughs> and then I had Aiden yeah. with my second born. And then, so technically I have four children, um, and one is 12, <laughs> you yes. know, it's because I, I feel like it's such a big part of who I am, um, as a working mom and as, um, as a mom in general, that, that I don't know how to separate the two necessarily. So I think that is kind of challenging. Um, <laughs> challenging and not challenging. I don't know exactly how to put, how to put that together. Um, other than Harmony Garden and I are like the same thing. And so I don't even know how to separate myself from it. Um, yeah, I, I a hundred percent can relate to this and it is a struggle and also not a struggle at the same time. Like that yeah. doesn't seem like it makes sense, but it so does for me. Um, when I first had Parker and I became a mom, this was all so foreign, but my business, like I felt like very set in. I felt like I knew what I was doing professionally. I felt very confident in myself as a business owner. So when I came into the mom role, I was just like, oh my gosh, who am I? Like, I don't know how to be a mom. And it was this whole new territory. And you know that when you become a mom, like that, you're immersed in that. That is your life. Yes. Um, and I felt like a big part of me was missing because my work was on the back burner. I was on maternity leave. So I wasn't seeing clients. And that's when I knew that I was definitely meant to be a working mom. I wasn't meant to be a stay-at-home mom. Even though there were times where I thought, oh, you know, it'd be great to – to not work and to just be able to focus on my family. But um, I felt very fortunate to have that realization and to have it that early, knowing that, okay, I need to get back to work so that I feel completely fulfilled from both sides. And I felt like it's kind of ebbed and flowed as I've had more experience as a mom um, with Parker. In his first couple years, it was tricky to find that balance between the two because um, I was flexible in my schedule being a business owner. And so I was able to go to some of those mom groups and be involved in some of those daytime activities that you can take your little kids to. So I'd meet a lot of stay-at-home moms. And it was hard for me to relate to some of them because I wasn't a stay-at-home mom, but I looked like a stay-at-home mom because there I was on a mm -hmm. Tuesday morning with my right. baby. Um and so that that made me feel a little self-conscious and I really had to kind of figure out like, okay, what is my identity? Like, how do I 
mesh these two things together in a way that makes sense to me, but also makes sense on the outside to people who see me in both roles. And it kind of looks one way or it looks the other way. I'm either with my child or I'm not. Right. Um, well, you know, and I think that that is one of the best things about owning my own business is that I can have those days where you are just being mom. You know, you can kind of have that flexibility in your schedule um, if you want it. You know, I just you just yes. have to do the Tetris that we were talking about <laughs> earlier to figure out, well, then how can I shift that to either somebody else or some other day in order to open up the thing that I need to do for my family life that I want to do as a mom um, without losing the integrity piece of, of the business part that I have worked so hard for. And I, I just think that 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 um, that identity piece is is very difficult because I can relate absolutely in both directions with maybe I can stay home a little bit and but maybe I still have to very much go to work um, and what you know can't you just be maybe we're both <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> exactly to say? <laughs> I think stay so. at home working moms or That's... working at home staying moms I don't know <laughs> That's kind of the 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 comfortable kind of place that I've fallen into, especially in this last year where um, I have Mia, she's in daycare four days a week. So we have our Fridays together, which Parker and I had the same thing. Um, He's now five days a week and obviously in kindergarten, he'll be five days a week. Um, But, you know, that one day that we're together and we can go to her little play group, we can meet for play dates with my friends that are stay-at-home moms then I kind of feel like I'm part of this club where like, yeah, we can be out and about with our kids and be, you know, it it almost feels like I'm playing hooky from my job. And of course there are going to be a thousand emails and Slack messages and things to catch up on during nap time. And that's just part of what comes along with being a business owner. But it's like, you really do get the best of both worlds that way. Yes. No, I entirely agree. Entirely agree. Yeah. My next question was going to be, what is the most rewarding part of being a working mom? (laughs) I think that kind of covers it a little bit. Um, Are there anything, any other points you want to add to that? Well, I think that the only, the only thought that I had on this was that um, because of the careers we have, so we're musicians and we do music for a living um, and we work with children for a living. And then we have these children who, um, you know, in the, in the womb are exposed to all of our musicking. You know, I mean, uh, if I think about um, how many hours of music each child was exposed to before they were even born, I, I feel like each kid got more. <laughs> yes. And, um, and I think, it, I think it's just kind of amazing because I have then been able to watch my kids become musical. You know, my son, Aiden, um, he can, my, my, let me, well, let me say two things at once, but my husband listens to a crazy variety of music and I don't know even like a quarter of it. He just, he's got all these bands and things that I don't know, but he puts these CDs, he has CDs too, PS, um, <laughs> he puts a CD into his car, um, and we'll take Aiden to school in the morning. And then at the dinner table, 
Dave will lean over and he'll be like, Aiden is singing like the rock riff from the song that he'd never heard before that was in the car this morning. And he can pick up on melodies. I mean, lickety split. They're just in his head. And he will say sometimes, mom, we can't listen to music on the way to school because it might be stuck in my head all day. Uh, You know, uh, and so, and each one of them are so different. So Aiden has that ear, like he can sing a pitch and and sing riffs and rhythmic rhythmic stuff like so well Madeline she will watch a movie like a Disney movie um and she's got those songs she might not know the words but she will sing the entire like bell little town it's a quiet village oh, I've seen your Facebook will... oh, yeah. videos <laughs> <laughs> she will sing those songs and perform them every dinner I mean dinner time is like Madeline's music show she just once she's done eating she just starts singing and you know so each again and then there's Riley who is now she's only 13 months um I have, I have been doing this for a long time. I honestly have not seen such a musical little one. So in our early childhood classes, singing hello with a guitar, um, I would come around and I'd sing hello. And she was, I mean, I'm not kidding. Since like five months old, she'd go, ah, ah, and sing. Do you, do you know the greatest showman by Jess? Yes. yes, Okay. So the opening thing where it's like, whoa, and then it's just banging, right? We put it on in the car. Riley can anticipate um, through the rhythmic stuff when it's coming, and she sings it on pitch. Like I, you would think I'm joking or I'm like, um, like looking into it too much, but I mean, she is probably the most musical little thing I have ever met. So I think she's going to probably be a music therapist that will take over Harmony Garden. Oh, <laughs> definitely. But um, if she doesn't, that's okay too. But but it that I think is so amazing too from. She none of my kids would be that musical if they weren't immersed in the music that I have done for a career. And I really believe that strongly. I mean, they might still have like love music and know music and attached to music, but I feel like it's because of my job that they are as musical as they are. And I, I think it's amazing. <laughs> it is amazing. And it's such a source of pride because There are times when I feel like, oh gosh, I'm a horrible parent right now because I'm responding to this email and I should be, you know, on the floor playing dolls with my daughter, but I need to send this email. But then I think about all the experiences that she's had and that my son has had because of what I do. And again, like what you were saying, the exposure to music and what they have picked up from that exposure, it's, it's kind of like that little nudge to me that's like, okay, it's okay. Like you're doing it, you're doing it right. Like what you're doing is good. So keep doing it. Right. Yeah. We have our little jam sessions at home too sometimes at night, you know, and it's, I mean, it's just fun. The minute you start playing the piano, it's like they all start coming one at a time. Or if one of them has a drum, like just picking up a tambourine along with them and next thing you know, the next one's coming into the room, you know, they're slowly coming out and, and um, just having a little, (laughs) jam in the living room or whatever my son last week started um we have a new class at music therapy connections it's called listen and learn into lessons all of our music classes are listen and learn series and um it's kind of like a bridge from the early childhood classes into individual lessons because we have a lot of families who approach us with kids like uh, ages four five six who Their parents want them to take lessons, but they're not quite there yet. So this class is kind of designed to 
build that bridge between and kind of set up those expectations and um, get them focused and get those foundations built a little bit more. And so Parker's taking this class with a bunch of his little friends and coming to the studio, bringing both my kids, you know, my daughter plays in the waiting room. Um, but having my son in that class, in this studio that, you know, I built and that yeah. is something that I created, um, is just this awesome thing. And, you know, it really hit me the other night sitting there, you know, in the waiting room and one of the teachers at the studio kind of did a double take and she's like, oh gosh, it's so weird to see you here as a parent. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it would be. <laughs> you know, cause my kids have been to class with me before in the past, but for me to be just sitting there in the waiting room while my kid is taking a class is, it was kind of a, a weird realization, but at the same time, it was just one of those awesome moments that was like, oh, okay. So all my worlds are just kind of coming together perfectly right now. Yeah. So we did something similar with Aiden this year. Um, we don't typically teach a lot of lessons out of Harmony Garden um, just because it's it it's turned into um, we only have one clinic room so it's like okay, more of gotcha. a puzzle piece thing so we don't have all these extra rooms open yeah. so I was just like let's just stick to more the therapy aspect anymore but one of my therapists had an opening and she does teach piano so we're like well let's just throw Aiden in there so because he'd wanted to take piano lessons so he took um, piano lessons here at my office for um, most of the year. Um, he just wrapped up with the school year and stuff. And, uh, but I did find that he, I think it was challenging for him to walk in and not want to play with all my instruments, <laughs> but oh, he's yeah. only ever done, you know, early childhood music in the space or come yep. on a weekend or a off hour. And at that time, I'm just trying to entertain him. So I'm like, you know, get out whatever you want. <laughs> so it was a little bit different to rein him back in for a lesson, but it was still so cool to be like, you know, I do have this space and the capability of having my child take lessons here. Um, and it is, it's just a neat, it's a neat thing. It is. Again, cool. we build those things, right? Right. So it feels good. Yeah. And it's, I feel like it's hard as a business owner to celebrate what you've done. In fact, I just posted this awesome quote that I came across on Instagram. Um, something about, you know, you have big dreams for yourself, but don't forget to celebrate what you've done this far. Something like that. A lot more eloquent than I just said it, but <laughs> the sentiment is the same. And right you know, that's one of those moments to celebrate where, you know, you put in all this hard work and now it's like something you can look at and, and say, yeah, yeah, that's, that's really cool. That's something that I made happen. Yeah. So do you have any working mom hacks to share? Oh man. So I thought about this one. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with the obvious and have um, someone who turns like who, who gets the coffee ready at night and then has it set to go off in the morning. Cause I, I don't ever do the coffee in our house. <laughs> oh, gotcha. And so, and so, you know, even if you can't, if someone else isn't there to do your coffee, like set it at night and have it go off in the morning, like have your coffee ready. I do think that that's maybe one of those obvious things. I don't always get the first glass out of it. I kind of like walk around because I'm doing kid stuff first, but I like that it's just there and ready when I do want it. Um, yeah, good call. I, I also, um, in the last six months-ish, um, do you have shipped or something similar where you can get your groceries delivered? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. That was life-changing. Do you do that? 
I did it when Mia was a baby, when she was little, probably up until about 18 months or so, and especially in the wintertime when the weather's horrible. Oh, but my gosh. I'm, okay, so yes, I totally agree. It's, like, life-changing and amazing, but I'm also super picky about when they substitute with, like, food. different brands. Ours, like, live texts with you, so oh. – yeah, you can like live text for substitutions or you can tell them like, no, I don't really want that. Or, you know, I want to make sure that you get bananas, but I need five that are green. And I need five that are like yellow green and I need grapes that are not squishy. Like, and I just write that. And I mean, they are wonderful. I'm not kidding. Oh so, my gosh. What? I Okay. That's a game changer. It's we don't so, have that. <laughs> it's so wonderful. And they, they deliver it right to our door. I find that, um, it also saves me money because I'm an impulse buyer, you me know, too. especially mm-hmm. if you go to the grocery store hungry, you know, <laughs> um, I, but my husband and I, he'll throw down the list and then I will get on the little app and I'll just, you know, order up what we need. And I do it like on Saturday or Sunday morning. And then by like lunchtime, they'll have it delivered and it is absolutely glorious. And on weeknights where like maybe on a Monday where I was home all day, but I did not want to go out and grocery shop. It just was not going to be in the cards, but we didn't have anything for dinner or we didn't, you know, I just order what I want for dinner, a small other couple things that'll get us through the week. And then it's just there. And then I can cook for dinner. Oh, it has been life changing. I think it was well worth it. So is there a minimum uh, order fee that you have to spend? Yes, but it's like 40 oh, heck, or something seriously? or 45. Yeah, it's not it's not 50 bucks even. Um, oh, see ours so, is 100, which isn't bad for like big shopping, but just um, middle of the week stuff, yeah, no. No, I mean 50 it was easy if I just was like, well, I'll throw in we're running low on diapers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. It's like they deliver in some of it has up charges, so you you know, there's certain things that I won't buy because it's like, okay, no, I'm not going to spend that much. It would be cheaper if I walked in the door. But even with the up charges, I don't impulse buy, so it's gotten our bill <laughs> our bill is less than it used to be. Um and it's just, it's wonderful. I feel like everyone should have their groceries delivered. <laughs> I do too. So is and this I, is this from one particular grocery store or is it you get to choose? It's called Shipped, S-H-I-P-T. I am not advertising for them. I don't, you know, but, <laughs> but that's They're not a sponsor called. of the show. <laughs> no, no, but, um, it, and we have a thing called Meyer here in town. Oh, we have Meyer. So yeah. Meyer, but, but also, um, I've heard that they're going to do Target. <sighs> No. It's going to do shipped. Yes. That's yes. You dangerous. just have to live in the um, zip code area of those places. Okay. But I'd also found out because um, a lot of my early childhood family, not a lot, but enough of them, um, have, some of the parents are like part-time shipped shoppers. So um, yeah. So I'm like, you know, they love these little, these part-time jobs and the money that it brings in for them. And they talk about how wonderful it is, but you can also like, if you're on vacation somewhere like Disney world, um, you can actually order your stuff through shipped through the places that, and they will deliver your groceries to the concierge desk at your Disney resort. And it's just because you're a shipped person in general, you have this thing. So yeah. So anyways, we're going to use it on all our vacations now because <laughs> you don't have to take your food with you and oh my gosh. But yeah, that's my biggest mom hack, I think. <laughs> well, you know what I'm going to be doing after this podcast. I'm going to see if 
So this is an app. Okay, so I'm going to have to check yeah. this out and see if this is something because we have just like the individual grocery stores have their own delivery service. So yeah, like, yeah but the live texting that that would be a game changer. So I'm gonna have to look would, into this. Yeah, and like they run specials. So like I got a half off for the year, which I mean, was not expensive. Okay. Was cool. it 49? I think so. Yeah, worth it. Definitely. <laughs> she's delivered. I'm not yeah. taking kids in there. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for that insight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think all of my um, hacks would be around food. So, you know, uh-huh. like meal prep the night before and have a crock pot and do all, you know, that's just I feel like those are the biggest things because we like to have that family meal. You know, we, if I'm not working late, um, we eat dinner and breakfast and lunch, Well, I'm not a on the weekends breakfast. Um, we like those family meals. So I think all of my hacks are about, you know, revolve around the food. <laughs> yeah, that's important. And it's, it's a time saver. So that makes sense. Yeah. Any other fun facts that you want to share about yourself before we wrap up? I think I shared one of them a little bit earlier in that I've been scuba diving since I was 13. Um, I worked at a scuba dive shop here in Jackson for 15 years of my life, um, only stopping when I was like 30 after I had Aiden. Um, I had slowly kind of started phasing out of that. Um, and I haven't actually been diving since I've had Aiden because you can't dive when you're pregnant and, and other things. Um, but I, it's one of those things that I look forward to doing with my kids later. Um, my dad's a scuba instructor and we have a huge group of friends around here that are divers. And um, so that's just kind of this different piece of my life that um, kind of offsets my music stuff. That is so interesting. I'm learning so much about you today. That is fascinating information. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So between uh, that and then I'm, I love musical theater. That's my other, um, I, I used to do some live theater stuff um, in my adult life. I never did it um, as like a high school or college student. It was more um, in my adult life what I found to do for myself. Um, but I wrote a solo cabaret show that I did um, locally. And then I also did it in Chicago. Um, and I actually did it pregnant for, with Aiden in Chicago. Uh, oh and goodness. then yeah, and then every year um, since I've had Aiden, I try to do at least one show that's like minimal um, with the time commitment. So, but I, you know, if I can sing um, cabaret style, musical theater style music, I love it. Love it, love it. That is really fun. I, and I'm the opposite of you. I did it all growing up. I started when I was in sixth or seventh grade, and I did it every single year up through college. And once I started working and got really busy that way, I just didn't fit it into my life anymore. And it's something that I loved. It was a passion for me back then. So maybe someday I'll get back into it. Right. It is a lot of fun. I think that Madeline will be the reason I can get back into it. Oh, yes. She's going to be the one. And I'll be like, we can do some community theater together. (laughs) My mom and I used to do that when I was younger. We do shows together. And it's so fun. It's such a good bonding experience. Yeah. I look forward to it. Oh, cool. Well, speaking of what you're looking forward to, what are you the most excited to talk about on the podcast? (laughs) I think... My my best answer would be all of the things. Like yes. I, 
I am open to whatever. I am so excited just to see like where this takes us. Um, I kind of joke around sometimes that I, uh, and I talked talk to you just briefly about how um, I have typically done things in life a little bit backwards. And I think that people will be able to sense some of those things as I talk. Um, but I just, I'm very proud of who I am and um, just kind of looking forward to um, being relatable and talking to, to, I know not directly to people, but having you guys listen and um, just moving forward and being talking real about life and balancing mom and uh, business owner hats all at the same time and just seeing where it goes. But seriously, all of the things. Yep. That's, I think we're pretty much on the same page because we've already kind of brainstormed a little bit on these topics and Throughout the course of this episode, I've been kind of jotting some things down that I think will make other great topic ideas. So I think we have a lot to look forward to with this podcast, and I am so excited that everybody got to know you a little bit better today, and we will be back together with another new episode next week. I hope you enjoyed this conversation between Jamie and myself, and I also hope that you will subscribe to the podcast so that you can join us for future episodes. In the meantime, let's continue the conversation in the comments of the show notes page over at guitarsandgranolabars.com or email me, rachel at listenlearnmusic.com. You can also find me on Instagram. I'm at Rachel Rambach and at listenlearnmusic. I'll talk to you again soon on the next episode.